Hey, Rachel. Hello, Brian. So how was your week? Remember how leading up to the first impeachment, we were like breathless with anticipation. We talked about it all the time, like it was going to be this monumental event. And in the end, there were no consequences. And now we are less than a week away from impeachment, the sequel. And I am terrified. And yet I know what's going to happen. The ending is going to be exactly the same as the first one. But that's the way sequels work, right? Like they had a formula the first time. And I was going to say the formula was popular. I don't know if it was popular. And then they make a sequel and they have the same ending the second time, just dressed up slightly differently. The difference is, I guess, last time it was a four-hour movie and this time it's going to be a 10-minute movie. So there's that. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a, a quibby. <laughs> okay, well, it's going, it's going to be terrible. We'll talk about it. This is Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is No. My sign is No. My number is No. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, here we are. We made it through January and we find ourselves in February and February is no great shakes. And before we know it, we say we can't wait till March, but it's going to be just as bad. And then April and they say April is the cruelest month why do they say that is it why, why did why did t.s Eliot say that i think it was um i think it's february he should have said it was february yeah. it is like definitely it's the shortest month but it needs to be short because it's the cruelest <laughs> it needs to be a three-day <laughs> month <laughs> Let's just get on with it. (laughs) Like we all want spring to happen. So in the few days of February that we've had, has anything interesting happened to you that would maybe make February stand out in your memory? Yes, actually, yes. It's been an interesting week for me. So Tuesday was Groundhog Day and also the 367th anniversary of the day that New Amsterdam was incorporated as a city. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and Brian, it was also notable because it was my birthday. <laughs> Which I totally forgot. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thanks it's okay. For, thanks for shaming me in front of thousands and thousands of listeners. <laughs> well, it's not like I didn't tell you. Remember, um, I said that uh, today, February 3rd, was the day after my birthday, and I wasn't sure if we should have a guest on because we were going to originally have a guest. And you were like, yeah. well, what are you going to be doing on the day after your birthday? <laughs> Who cares? So, I mean, it's not like I didn't give you a heads up. And also, like, what is the point of having a podcast if you can't use it to publicly shame your co-host about okay, your birthday? Okay, fair enough. You were very kind to me on my birthday, albeit it was a big round number. And as far as yes. I can recall, yours is not, I think. Not it's sure. not a big round number, but it's, it warrants, like, a text message. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Rare <laughs> moment of tension between your nope uh, co-host. You know, the, the fondest message. Memory I have of your birthdays is it was one time many years ago we went out to dinner at an Italian restaurant near your parents' house on the Upper East Side and it was a Super Bowl. It was a Super Bowl, right? I guess it was timed a little differently, and that uh-huh. was the Super Bowl with the wardrobe malfunction with Justin Timberlake and with Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. Yeah, yeah, I'll never forget that seared yeah. in my memory. I have no memory of your actual birthday part of it, but I remember the wardrobe <laughs> malfunction. You do remember <laughs> the pastiche. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm yeah. very, I'm very, very sorry. I'll uh, okay. make it up to you somehow. I'll send you an inscrutable, cryptic birthday message uh, attached to something sinful. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, let's, okay. Uh, great. Let's it was move. a nice, relaxing day. It was, you know, it wasn't wild. It was good. Okay. Um, <laughs> I there heard are from no- a lot of people. 
Except me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I feel like we should just end the podcast right now and I could go into a shame hole. <laughs> it's okay. We could move on. You okay, know, let's... I don't care that much about my birthday, but you are the one who cares so much about your birthday. So I thought you would care about mine. As you would well. think, except I'm incredibly selfish yeah. and only care about myself. <laughs> so, so nope to me. Let's go on to the third party notes okay. where we know other people and things <laughs> and concepts. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, you let's go move first. on to the Jewish space lasers. Okay, so. And you, anyone who knows this podcast knew that the first topic we must address is the Jewish space lasers. Of course. I mean, I use mine to light my Shabbat candles. I don't know about you. (laughs) So there's a lot of Marjorie Taylor Greene news to unpack this week. We've been talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene on this podcast like forever. It feels like we've been talking about her since she was just a wee baby with an AK-47 and a dream. I feel like Um, we broke the news of Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think we did. I mean, we were very early about this Q&A. We found it on like the corner of the internet, this random QAnon person was running for Congress. It was like early in her campaign. It was not a sure thing that she was going to be elected. And, you know, here we are. Um, So the only way I could describe Marjorie Taylor Greene is to say that she's kind of what happened if Facebook was the embodiment of a person like all of the crazy it is it's called mark zuckerberg right no but mark it's like even she's like the output like he's the input and she's the output (laughs) like you go through like a a door and you come out as marjorie taylor you take you take mark zuckerberg run him through the facebook algorithm and you get marjorie taylor (laughs) green Correct. Correct. The whole package. Right. So early this week, Jewish space lasers was trending on Twitter. And I was like, oh, of course, this has to do with Marjorie Taylor Greene, I bet. (laughs) And of course it is. She believes that the California wildfires were caused by the Rothschilds operating a laser from space and this was why like I, why with the forest fires like she doesn't understand like what caused no, that's like fire. the bugaboo that's the bugaboo of the right because remember donald trump was like oh it's caused by poor leaf raking in california and he was going to withhold federal funds from california because of the poor leaf raking hygiene there right because they rake in like finland or something right right, or greenland (laughs) which he wanted to buy right no where there are no leaves (laughs) so right so so anyway so this whole thing about the space lasers was from a convoluted facebook post from two years ago that was just unearthed which is just one of the insane things she said over the years including that parkland and sandy hook shootings were a false flag operation there's even in a video of her harassing one of the teenage Parkland yeah, survivors as he walked down the street, David Hogg. She's called for the assassination of Nancy Pelosi. This is all totally normal stuff for a member of Congress, right? Yes, so, yes. so to be on the education, totally to be normal. on the education committee, someone on the education Parkland, committee. Right. Okay. That's what I was going to say. So what does the Republican Party do about this? Nothing less than nothing. Like they put her on the education committee. This is who we want on the education committee, educating our children about Jewish (laughs) space lasers. So a a few people in the Republican Party have spoken out. And most recently, uh, Mitch McConnell said, 
that the quote loony lies and conspiracy theories embraced by a certain unnamed member of the GOP amounted to a quote cancer on the party to which I say nope this is not a cancer on the party this is the party this is the party like if you can't distance yourself I mean I don't know I can't believe I'm actually saying something like if you cannot not just like take her off a committee if you can't kick her out then you are the party you're an accomplice then to to her looniness it's not loony you know it's a disservice to call it like kookiness or looniness it's It's anti-semitic hate speech it's It's nonsense and um remember that speech in breaking bad when walter white is like i am the danger when he like when his wife thinks it's someone else and he's like i am the one not, I'm not the specifically danger. but great show this well, is like your classic, good fellas <laughs> it's like a classic speech but i think like mitch mcconnell should give that speech where he says i am the cancer he oh. is the cancer yes right i am and, Sp- i am spartacus like cory booker <laughs> i am spartacus exactly and so like hannah arendt who you know as we've discussed before the political <laughs> a philosopher frequent, a frequent and- <laughs> topic on this podcast <laughs> right well because she's a candidate for trump's garden random of, sculpture garden of america garden. And heroes <laughs> of, of earthly delights and good and evil. <laughs> so Hannah Arendt said that totalitarianism happens because of a temporary alliance between the elite and the mob. And Mitch McConnell is that elite uh, allying himself with the mob. He decided to play the odds. He made this Faustian bargain with the Trumpists so that he can get his tax cuts and his judges. And now this is what he's left with a pile of shit named Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene, you know? <laughs> so there's breaking news tonight. The Democrats, I don't know if you saw this, Brian, but the Democrats in the House passed a resolution to vote tomorrow to strip Marjorie Taylor Greene of all of her committee assignments, which is a good first step, but she needs to be removed from Congress, obviously, altogether. And how are the Republicans responding to this? They gave her a standing ovation tonight no, in the I House did not chamber. See that. No. Yes. 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 Yes, when oh she went up God. to speak and they're calling for Ilhan Omar to be stripped of her committee assignments because what about ism? And they're going after Liz Cheney. Yes, that's like, the, that's remo- the real like, problem with the Republican Party is Liz Cheney. Right. Liz Cheney. Right. Okay. So this really so this is, is it, this is people are saying it's the battle for the soul of the Republican Party. This is no battle. This is like this is no soul. Like, no battle, no soul. It's right. over. <laughs> Like if no, like it, yes, they've picked their sides. If Marjorie Taylor Greene isn't like extradited to some fucking lunatic country, then then the crazies have won, right? And uh, Liz Cheney, I it's mean, officially, it's a group of maniacs. It's a group. Any self-respecting Republican right now should go and switch parties tomorrow. That's and, all there is. You can't be affiliated do. with these monsters. Yeah. I, no. I saw, I, I saw I mean, an I editorial. Nancy I saw, no, go ahead. Nancy Pelosi. I want to know what she said. Oh, uh, oh, she's trolling these spineless pieces of shit. She's, uh, she's like calling the Republican party, the Q Republican party. In, oh no, no. Like, I saw that. I've, I've seen on Twitter where, you know how it says like Senator Ted Cruz, R dash Texas. They're now doing Q dash Texas. It's Q. Yes, it's the yes, key party. Yeah, which I think is it. great. Like, I think the Democrats need to they need to lean into this. Just like 
the Q, they are the Q party. This is it. And this, so, will, this um, is what will. So like... yeah, I mean, nope to these people. <laughs> it's a pretty easy nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nope. Nope to the Q public and party. Nope to Marjorie Taylor Greene. And if you call her MTG, I will block your ass so hard because she's not deserving <laughs> of an initial nickname, just like Amy Coney Barrett. No, fuck that. Absolutely not. No, no. She gets nothing. You'll get nothing and you'll like <laughs> it. Okay. Nope. Shut it down. Rachel, you have another. Yes, um, I have an I have an update. I mean, we've been updating about Marjorie Taylor Greene, but I have another update. This is about a tech story that we did a few months ago. Um, it has nothing to do with Robinhood or GameStop, but back in October, we did a segment about this Wi-Fi enabled chastity belt called Cellmate, which allows a user's partner to control an unbreakable cage around their loved one's nether regions. And it's produced by a Chinese company called Kiwi. And what we said a few months ago was that engineers discovered that this product had an <laughs> important security vulnerability and was easily hackable. And there was some kind of a recall, but it appears that there are some people out there who either did not get the memo about the security vulnerability, or maybe they found it to be an added- No, added feature. danger, exciting, yes. An exactly. element of danger, right. yes. This was the classic <laughs> under the nope category of what could possibly go wrong. This is like the first chapter now. Okay, so mm -hmm. I'm guessing from this lead up, I don't know anything about the story. I'm guessing something went wrong. Yes. So Vice had an interview with a guy named Sam Summers. He's, I mean, Sam, I, this is not a pseudonym. He is who he is. He's a brave soul to come out about this. The illustration for this interview with him is something to behold. It's like a photograph of an eggplant behind barbed wire. <laughs> Wait, is so, it like an illustration but, or like just an emoji to hide it's an his identity? Like it's a photo. It's a photo. Yeah, there's no photo of him. It's just an eggplant oh. behind barbed wire. Okay, it's an artistic so, rendition. Yeah. It's a, right, a You do great. the math, right? Okay. So, <laughs> so the story goes like this. Sam Summers was sitting at home with his penis wrapped in an internet-connected <laughs> chastity cage when he got a weird message on his app that connects to the device. Someone told him that they had taken control and they wanted around $1,000 in Bitcoin to give control back to Summers. In GameStop and so then Summers, stock. <laughs> right. So Sam Summers says he thinks about it and he thinks it's his partner doing this as kind of like a sexual role play thing. And he said it sounded silly, but he got a little excited about it. Who among us would not get excited by that? So so Sam calls his partner and she's like, no, it was not me. <laughs> um, and so he tells her his safe word and she's like, no, really, it's not me. And so he realized he'd gotten hacked and his dick was locked in a cage and there was no way out. And so he's like, oh, shit, this is real. And he starts looking at this thing and there's no manual. He says there's no manual override at all. It's a chastity belt. So I guess it shouldn't have an override. <laughs> no, that's the whole point of one. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. So um, he just felt like there should be some kind of key or some emergency thing, but it had nothing. So he does what anybody would do in this situation. He sends the Bitcoin to the hacker. But when the hacker <laughs> Wait, did he have the, it? Did he just happen to have? He Bitcoin? happened to have Bitcoin. He okay, happened to as have an we all do. Right. <laughs> yes. Sitting around, so rattling around in right. his pocket, some spare gathering Bitcoin. dust. <laughs> so right, and he had the code for his Bitcoin, but he didn't have the code for his, <laughs> for his chastity, chastity belt. belt. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> so the hacker gets the money and instead of saying thank you i'll unlock your dick the hacker asks for more money and that's when he really starts you can't to negotiate panic. with terrorists no right? of course not hello sam summers what are you doing so then just like get a, a, his... a, a what are those called the jaws of life call the emt <laughs> cut them cut them off and that's it right it's like fiona apple fetch the bolt cutter you know? <laughs> that's exactly or when right? you like leave your your uh, lock on the gym locker and you can't get it off you forget the combination you call the guy they have one they cut it off right so that's exactly what they did he and his partner they went out they bought bolt cutters and his partner tried to get the lock off but it didn't work the oh, cage you don't want to too... you don't want to be an amateur and try that you want to leave that to the professionals like yeah but like they don't want to call anybody it's such a like strange like you called the local locksmith i mean what are you going to do no, right you so go to the, like... you go to the emergency room i've sure they have seen much stranger things than that <laughs> well these these people didn't so he took it upon himself he took the bolt cutters from his girlfriend and he it was a tricky operation because of the way he was positioned and who knows maybe wait, wait, he was sexually aroused i don't know wait, the way and he was positioned within the chastity belt or the way the his body belt. okay like it was yeah in order to cut it he was tangled <laughs> <laughs> so he wound up injuring himself um of course he did bleeding. <laughs> he was <laughs> bleeding everywhere. Oh and, no! And but he's okay. And but he said because of the cut, he was not able to have sex for over a month. So I mean, I don't know. This is just another story. I don't know what the moral of the story is. Maybe like don't use internet connected sex toys. Like I, I don't. I think internet connected no. devices are. I mean complicated think, at think through the end game think through the think through the risk reward of these kinds of things um yes like i mean yeah and the internet really... was not meant to be connected there's certain things it was not meant to be connected to to like, your dick no yes, it's yes. not that's not what it's for so nope to the cellmate by kiwi but nope to sam summers also and nope to this hacker who should have been happy with the thousand dollars in bitcoin Bitcoin, this greedy hacker caused this terrible injury to this poor guy who just wanted to have an erotic moment with his girlfriend. He just wanted to have his dick out. And like you <laughs> deprived him this primal human pleasure. It's a basic fundamental right guaranteed in the Constitution. And it's a basic he amenity. <laughs> it's, a, it's a basic amenity. It's one of the amendments. Okay, nope. Shut this down. Nope. Okay. okay. Wow. We, uh, Wow, this is a doozy. I didn't see this one. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I said this is like short, but I, I just want to talk about vaccine dating. I saw this tweet this week that had gone viral from this woman named Sarah Kelly, who's an editor at Sports Illustrated. She posted a screenshot of a text that a guy she had been dating sent, and it said, LMAO, this is the most 2021 rejection ever. And here's what it said, <laughs> quote, you are real cool. However, I found someone who is also vaccinated, double exclamation point. So I think we both want to minimize our bubble and stay safer in these trying times, <laughs> three exclamation points. So I don't know. I just found this to be so hilarious. Like it made me want to go on dating apps so that I can receive <laughs> so a rejection letter such as this. This is fantastic. And and many other people thought it was hilarious. It, the tweet got over 300,000 likes. And I think like in these trying times is one of the funniest ways to end a message breaking up with someone because they found someone else who's vaccinated. vaccinated. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah it's, a like, oh. it's, a hidden, it's a hidden benefit. I mean, it's a way out 
of any obligation really you want. Like someone <laughs> someone asks you for quote unquote socially distanced drinks and you don't want to do it, you could just say, No, I'd rather go out with someone who's vaccinated. Right? In like these it's trying a, times. Yes. <laughs> these trying times. Okay. So Thank you for so, raising that. I'm glad I know about it. <laughs> but, uh... No, but it turns out that the COVID vaccine is like a dating app flex, apparently. So, um, so yeah, it's it's out oh, there. Oh, so like if you and... are vaccinated, you put it in your profile and like it makes yes. it more appealing to your mate, yeah. potential mates? Yes, yes. I Googled it and this reporter in GQ did a quick search for vaccinated on Scruff, which I guess is an app. I don't know what that is. but gay date, gay date, gay Oh, it's a gay dating app. Um, and uh, it produced some profiles. One of them called himself a vaccinated top. So um... well, it, it specifies two very <laughs> critical pieces of information if you're on Scruff. Like you need to know both of those, right? Otherwise, yeah, you may so... not be compatible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to make of any of this. Um, my my only question is like, who are these people who are getting the vaccine? Like, are they all over seventy five? <laughs> these apps, like, if they're like, essential workers, more power to them. Get do all the dating, have all the casual sex you want. But or of course, if they're, if they're yes. over seventy five and you're in the market, by all means, like use it to your advantage. Use use every tool in your tool <laughs> in these, belt. In these trying times, we must find. <laughs> We must find the lemonade and we must take the lemons and make, make the omelets out of the broken eggs. Okay. Can we shut this down, please? Yes. yes nope, shut it down. No, okay. 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 No. okay um, on to more silliness. So it's been a while, Rachel, since we talked about the great Azalea Banks, the rapper oh, singer. Yes. We used to talk about her a lot. I think there was that story where uh, Banks tweeted that uh, she had sent Jack Dorsey her facial hair. His, she had asked and he sent his facial hair from his beard in an envelope for the purposes of creating a magic object. Do you remember that story? An amulet. She was an amulet. Yes. yes. She was yes. going to make him an amulet out of his beard. And we don't know if she did. He says she didn't. She didn't talk about it, but I think she did it. I really do. Oh, well, wait till you hear what she's doing now. And you will. <laughs> that, that is the least <laughs> weird thing she will have done in this de last decade. Okay. So let's fast forward. She is in the news again. Azalea Banks is the gift that keeps giving. Let's but we should say who she is for those who don't know her. She's a rapper. She's from New York. She, um, I think she's from New York, and she was locked in Elon Musk's um, house <laughs> for a while because she was Grimes. collaboratting with Grimes. Yeah, and on like an album. Elon Musk and Grimes like started tripping on acid and left, and her, had her phone with her, and she got locked in the alcove for like three days or something and couldn't get out. And she was she like live <laughs> tweeting or live Instagram storying her whole journey in like okay. stuck locked in the house. Okay. Anyway. So, so she's talented, but weird. Okay. So let's uh, take a little tour around Azalea world in recent months. So this one, I'm going to kick it off with the most recent development. This is a headline, one of our items where the headline says it all. This is from the sun, our finest news source. And uh, here's the headline. Azalea Banks digs up dead cat from grave and cooks bones to bring it back to life as horrified <laughs> fans watch. <laughs> Wait, a couple of days so later, a couple of days later, maybe this will answer some or raise more ones. Um, it says Azalea Banks reveals she's making dead cat's jawbones into earrings after she dug up her late pet and boiled it. And so there's a little more detail there, like about how she 
cook the cat and what she's going to do with them. And then there's a graphic warrant, like warning, triggering graphic things ahead. And then there is, it's since been taken down from Instagram, of course, but there's a picture of the whole sequence of events. There is, her cat's name is Lucifer, or was Lucifer. There's a picture. <laughs> of course, who among us? <laughs> there's a picture of a hole in the ground in the dirt with like a bag, like a plastic bag peeking out from it. Then her pulling the bag out of the dirt in the video she it's a video she laughs the cat is out the cat is in the bag then there's a photo of the actual dead cat's face that's like sacrilege so she like did she posted this like oh yeah no it's all posted there there are screenshots that are still extant but uh, it was taken down from from instagram um and then there is actually a picture of her boiling it in peroxide um, and then there's a picture of her wearing an earring made out of what is clearly a cat's jawbone with like the teeth jutting out. And this is it, so troubling. This is one says, of the most troubling things I've ever heard. <laughs> it says, the text on it says, titanium cat jaw ear cuffs with a slick Ariani full lace wig pony. That's cunty with a K. That's fashion. I can say it because it's with a K. Um, do you know what any of that means? Like what's like Ariana Grande, like Ariani full lace wig pony. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is, but is there titanium on it? Did she, is there like, was it made into jewelry? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Maybe the, uh, like ear hook part was made out of, uh, titanium. So she took the cat jaw to like a jeweler and was like, hi, I I think she, I think she has mad jeweler skills. I think she, she made it herself. I think so. She like, oh yeah. Like she did with the amulet. Okay. Wait, so this is like some <laughs> satanic shit. She's digging up a cat, cooking it in a pot. Was like, does she have an assistant? Was she doing this all like, by herself? There was no taxidermist on call. Was, <laughs> was, like, <laughs> was there a veterinarian? Like, I no I veterinarian. It's, a, it's already dead. Like a coroner, a cat coroner. Like, was it in a pet cemetery? Was Stephen King there? This seems like ripe for a Stephen King treatment. Did she use like a La Crusade, like, <laughs> like Dutch, a Dutch oven, oven. <laughs> and then like make a stew in it? The no, next I think it was day? like in like... a. Cra- I think it was in like a crab boil pot with like <laughs> with, like corn on the cob and potatoes. Did she use the pot after that, or did she throw it away? Like, I don't I mean, know. There's so many. This I don't is know. so toxic. This is so bad. Like, there's germs. There's all sorts of terrible diseases you can catch from digging up a dead animal Gee, do you think there's a problem you could have from eating like a chimp or a chinese bat nothing ever what could possibly go wrong with that thing so oh my god she's really opening pandora's box and also we don't know what the long-term consequences of her unearthing this animal will be it's like the guy whose stone the standing stone fell over (laughs) and it triggered an apocalypse in this poor (laughs) town flooded well to be fair i just want to be fair she's no army hammer she didn't eat the cat um, right. She just boiled it and used it and for made other it purposes. into jewelry. And However, it's funny it. that you weird. said that she was satanic because also recently she posted a, a photo of her covered in blood. Um, and people are worried because she's been open about some mental illness in her past, but she disabuses us of that notion. Uh, she said, I am not mentally ill, I am highly spiritual and devoted to Yemaya, that same mermaid you begged to bring forth music and enjoyment for you. Um, which does not make any sense and doesn't, I guess it does make sense, but, and I did some, 
Yeah, I mean, anyone who she's not going to admit she's mentally ill if she's this far gone. She doesn't realize it. She's yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she we in that case we shouldn't be making fun of her, and especially since uh, I did some research on Yamaya and the mermaid, um, and it's part of Santeria which is a belief system from, I think, the Caribbean. Um, now, this one, I would say, like, this is she's deserving of our empathy because she's mentally ill and she's doing crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, you're clearly not well. Right. This is however, not However, if this was harmless, that would be fine. But it is not so harmless. So she has a history going back a number of years of calling people a faggot. She called Perez Hilton and some random poor flight attendant on a flight. She's hurled racial slurs at Zayn Malik from One oh, yeah, Direction. Oh, she got kicked off a Twitter for that that she was a big deal out. yep and she uh she predicted that megan markle will die in a car crash in 2022 very specific uh -huh. i'm sure that must have been delightful to hear but <laughs> yeah i'm sure megan markle was like great thanks for that prophecy <laughs> Um, and then here's the craziest one. In December, just a couple of months ago, um, here's another headline from The Sun that says it all. <clears throat> Azalea Banks, colon, gays are appropriating horse culture with ketamine and harnesses. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, you can have like, <laughs> I, I, that just doesn't make sense as like a, a critique. Well, it doesn't make sense on so many levels. First of all, I don't know if horse culture is a thing that needs to be defended from appropriation. Like, <laughs> it's been whether, appropriated. Whether it's the horse, it's, yeah, it's called Ralph Lauren, right? Yes. Like whether it's the horses themselves who do not need your help or the elite people who indulge in horse-related activities, like they certainly <laughs> don't need your help. So like- But like how is, like I know like a ketamine is a horse tranquilizer, but how is like a human- Oh, it's a party drug. It's a party using drive. it. What it, right? I know, but what is it? But it's originally it was for horses. But yeah. how does it like? How is that appropriating horse culture? Like did the horses like take <laughs> they it? Didn't, they, they, didn't, they didn't invent ketamine, right? And likewise, the harnesses are not something that the horses will upon themselves. And like no, they're not, not they're not the only animals that have harnesses. Like oxen have harnesses. Why aren't you appropriating <laughs> ox culture? Like it would be one thing if horses like went out to horse clubs and wore like <laughs> harnesses and took and... ketamine and danced all night, but like it's just not—they don't have agency with these things. So That's absolutely it, it correct. It's a question of agency. And then I'm not going to read this whole thing verbatim. It's just too nasty. She went on this rant, and basically she says like you shouldn't have to take ketamine because um, you're all crazy. You're fucking too much. You're getting liver failure. You're getting anal warts. You're getting anal cancer. Um, <laughs> anal warts. <laughs> that's the, the scourge of Western society. The Western disease is the gays giving each other anal warts as a result of their <laughs> harnesses. <laughs> I wonder if horses have... Okay, let's stop. This is... We've got off like the rails here. a lot less crazy than Marjorie Taylor Green, though. This is, like, much more normal. <laughs> Just wait till tomorrow. I'm sure Azalea Banks will hear this podcast and jump on board the uh, Jewish space laser boat. Okay, so yes. nope. Azalea Banks, there's no nuance here. Just nope to you. Cancel your... Delete your account. Like, do what you want in private. Get but... some help. Get some help. Look some inward. Help. Okay, no. Yeah. Okay, I have one final item here. Um, 
You know, one of the things I miss most about the quarantine is dining out, and it's coming back like 25% indoor next week. Not haven't made up my mind if I'm comfortable doing it yet, but one of the things I'm most uh, most missing is Chinese food. Oh my god, um, same, same. Yeah, yeah. So, um, New York Times did some Pulitzer-worthy reporting this week in the food section about a restaurant called Cuisine Ant Die. One word, Ant Die. It's in Montreal, and the proprietor is a fella named Fai Gang Fei. Um, and this restaurant, like so many others, was struggling during lockdown, and he was trying to make ends meet with through delivery and pickup, but it's very hard to do. And he decided something needed. He needed a pivot, let's say. Um, so he took a new approach. I've never heard of this approach before, which is radical, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> radical honesty. Okay. I'll tell you what that means. But when he tried radical honesty, the sales went through the roof. And what that means is he decided to tell the truth about the food <laughs> items on his own menu. And I will oh give you God. some examples okay. because it is impossible to imagine otherwise. For the orange beef, a classic favorite, he wrote, compared to our General Tso's chicken, that one is not that good, all caps. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'm not a big fan of North American Chinese food, so it's your call. Uh, about that whole statement on the yes, menu? Yes, that's the description on the menu. <laughs> Instead of like, instead of like organic raised from locally sourced farm succulent. to table, succulent. No, here's the braised pork belly. This is a very popular dish among the customers who don't care that it's greasy. <laughs> it's, it says it's among our <laughs> undiscerning garbage customers. Right, exactly. Um, and here's my my favorite one is uh, an item that's called mouth watering chicken. Which is odd because half the half the thing is not factual. It's like an opinion. It's an adjective. It's mouthwatering. Right. Their very definition. It is the endorsement is in the name, and right. yet the description is thus: <laughs> We are not one hundred percent satisfied with the flavor now, and it will get better really soon. P.S. I am surprised that some customers still order this plate. But. <laughs> It's supposed to be mouthwatering. <laughs> I know. And, is well, it or isn't it mouthwatering? Well, if it's going to get better really soon, then maybe take it off the menu until it gets better. Or call it something else until it gets better and then <laughs> right, say it's mouthwatering. Like, right, like greasy chicken that some people We're want shopping. anyway. <laughs> right, exactly. So in the, the Times says, asked why he doesn't remove menu items he dislikes, he said he didn't want to offend his chef, Jin Kai Chow, uh, quote. <laughs> so he's just writing it <laughs> right. on the menu. I try and make improvements over time so he doesn't snap. So basically, there's a very testy chef who doesn't want to stop cooking these dishes, these disgusting dishes, but doesn't mind if he insults them on the menu. <laughs> It's like communicating. He's like delivering feedback through the menu. Yes. He's like his own Yelp reviewer, except he owns the restaurant and writes the menu. I need to go to this place. I just, I mean, I, I want to say that it is kind of refreshing. I like the, the idea of radical honesty on a menu because so many menus are so effusive. It's almost like the Trumpian kind of everything's yeah. great, toxic positivity. So like, I think it's great. I think it's uh, refreshing to see someone telling it like it is, but at the same time, maybe they should just 
work on the recipes and get (laughs) them to a place (laughs) where they can describe them accurately as being good. (laughs) Yes, yes, you would think. And I do have a story about those those superlative menu descriptions, but I'm going to save it for next week just because I'll... uh, I want to really focus on this. So the other idea I had for this was, you know how um, every menu has like our chef's specialties? I think just jam all the shitty dishes in our chef's specialties, then lay the blame on the chef and have a normal good menu for the regular things. Right, and And name and shame the chef in the chef's specialties. Yes, yes. And they could say like, tweet retweets not my own like right. they can have a like <laughs> retweets are not endorsements <laughs> that's right exactly chef specials are not endorsement not special by, <laughs> by <me>. the owner <laughs> okay so whatever this strategy was radical honesty it worked someone spotted this they tweeted it it got seventy thousand likes Business went through the roof. Um, He's been interviewed internationally in like 10 different countries, and he's an international celebrity now. And now that restaurant, Auntie Dies, whatever, is going to be a Montreal institution for decades to come. I'm proud of him. This was a really, (laughs) this was a renegade strategy. He risked it all. But if uh, you're going to make it, if you're going to make it as a restaurant in the age of COVID, like sometimes you have to dare to be dare to be different (laughs) or as cindy lauper did dare to be unusual right like yes um sometimes you just got to stand out from the crowd so but that said (laughs) that said it would be nice if if maybe the the dishes were a little bit better yes okay got to a place where he could describe them better yeah so nope to something in there (laughs) it feels like i still want to go to that restaurant (laughs) totally montreal i'm going totally you could order takeout and send it to a friend in montreal um just to support the business anyway yeah Okay, so nope to something in there. It's a ridiculous story. I enjoyed being able to tell you about it. Uh, and that is the end of the nopes. Uh, next up are the ups. These are little rays of light, little beacons of hope that got us through the week. Rachel, I'd love to hear yours. Yeah, it, it actually flows quite naturally from that nope because um, my up goes to this ingredient um, called dubanjang. I'm probably not pronouncing it right. Dubanjang? It's a You're asking me like I know <laughs> my fluent Mandarin or it, it, yeah, but that's how I think that's close to it. It's a fermented bean chili paste, yeah. and um, yeah. yeah, it's it's known as the soul of Sichuan cuisine. And I ordered some off the internet because I miss Chinese food so much, and the, like I'm in a Chinese food wasteland out in Eastern Long Island, and so I decided to use it as an opportunity to learn how to cook. Chinese food my damn self. I'm a grown woman. I could do it. So I ordered Dubanjang and I ordered some Sichuan peppercorns and I made a fabulous Sichuan chicken dish in my Instant Pot. And um, I'm going to continue to use these fiery ingredients and and cook up some more dishes. It's very exciting. Wow, you're always coming up with great new like quarantine food stuffs to cook. Like you're one of the queen influencers of like COVID cooking. Thank um, you. I I mean, it is the one thing that excites me. <laughs> <laughs> Other than this podcast. I wish I could see you so you could cook for me, but I can't. Yeah, I would. T- yeah. But when it's over, I will make some some truly uh, amazing 
Szechuan dishes. Yeah, great Shabbat dinner. Well, mine uh, goes to, well, I'll, I'll just back this up and say, like, I've talked a few weeks in a row, I think, about things that have kept me up at night. First, I was sleep shopping on Amazon until all, all hours of the night. Um, and then I was watching Elite, the Netflix series that I endorsed last week. And now <clears throat> I've been stuck reading a website called Stereo Gum, which has been around for a long time. It's a famous uh, rock and pop music website. Oh, I um, know Stereo Gum. The founder's from Roslyn. Really? Well, that's why it's so yes. good then. That's why it's yeah. so good. Right. So they've been running a series um, forever now. It seems like forever. And I'm an idiot because I'm endorsing this and I don't know the name of the author. Uh, but it is a column that goes through every number one song uh, since the history of rock and roll, since the 1950s. Uh, the guy's name is uh, Tom Braham. And... Uh -huh. uh, uh, it's incredible. Each one of these is like a little mini masterpiece. Like these are not little squibs about like, it's all the songs that like you wish you knew where they came from and why they were a hit. Like, uh, I don't rant, like love lift us up where we belong, like, or that's what friends are for, like random shit from like, from the eight, he's up to 87 now. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, keep going backwards. I started where it is now and I'm going backwards. I'm back to 1980 now. And there's a lot of number one songs. And every time I hit one, I'm like, just one more, just one more, just one more. And he rates them all uh -huh. between one and 10. It's fun to try to predict what he's going to think of each one. And I'm always wrong because he likes the ones I don't like. And anyway, it's absolutely brilliant. And I think I've mentioned these guys, a bunch of these guys before. I think we're in a golden age of like pop music, journalism, criticism, and so forth, because there's a uh, a bunch of podcasts hit parade uh from chris melanthe and uh uh switched on pop with uh I love switched on pop yeah, yes with so good. Uh, nate and charlie harding um who follows us on twitter hi charlie um so anyway i endorse uh my yup goes to stereo gum and specifically to the uh the column the number ones um that's great i will check that out that sounds very interesting yeah i'd love to have him on as a guest do you think you can get him as a guest the author here? I don't know. Him. Maybe I, maybe I could reach out to the guy, uh, Scott from Roslyn, and tell him, um, say hi. Work those Roslyn Connect. I'll work those work Roslyn it. Connect. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> so listen, we want to end up by saying thank you to our listeners, because we have, for some reason in the new year, maybe it's the dawn of a age of Aquarius with Biden, our ratings have gone through the roof, and we're so grateful to you guys for listening. It's obvious that you're doing what we ask you to do each week, which is rate, subscribe, review, and spread the word by talking to your friends. So thank you yes, for doing thank that. thank you. And please continue. Um, you know, we're no Joe Rogan experience. Thank God for that. Um, but uh, no, Mark Marin. What's WTF? But, yeah, um, but I'll we, take we the I'll take, to be I'll take yeah. the number three spot <laughs> podcast in America. Yeah, so keep it up. We're, yeah, we're, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so thank you so much for listening. It has been a terrible week, but we have enjoyed making this podcast. Until next week, this is Nope, the podcast where we shut it down. Wanna be my new friend, we got a lot in common We can talk about nothing, shoot the shit, we got shit to shoot